welcome to the third episode of the official review. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a different uh, format than what we've been doing, so definitely give us some feedback on how you like it. Um, we're going to start out with a little NBA headline rundown, and then we'll move on to uh, another segment where we determine if uh, NBA teams are a good team or just a good story. And then uh, we'll wrap it up with our fantasy draft of games to play in school on your laptop. Yeah, we'll so without further ado, we'll kick it off with a little headline rundown. Um, so earlier this week, Jason Tatum had a quote uh, basically just saying once they got into the bubble, uh, he was starting to see some players um, play a lot better. And you're saying, like, hold on, they don't normally play like that. They're acting a little different in the bubble. Um, it was also on same podcast with Tyler Hero. So people are speculating if it was a shot at Hero or TJ Warren or players like that. Uh, so Gunner, if you want to start, what, what your reaction is to that? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that the fans, the no fans, um, it, it takes a lot of the pressure off the players. I mean, they um, – with like a, a crowd like either booing or, or cheering for the, the opposite team if they're playing an away game. I think that really has effect on the stress levels and the um, on the, of the players. So guys like Tyler Hero and TJ Warren, they might they uh, they might be able to hit their shots a little bit easier when there's not a crowd screaming in their ear. Yeah, no, I'd 100 agree. I remember before the bubble even started, a lot of NBA analysts saying that um, playing in the bubble is like playing in an open gym. That that uh, it takes away some of the depth or like lack of depth perception that the players get inside a crowded arena. And they said some of those role players and um, shooters are going to be shooting a lot better. So I wouldn't read really too much into that. Uh, next headline, uh, Bradley Beal has definitely expressed some frustration. Uh, he's had 101 points in his last two games that both ended in losses to the Celtics and the Sixers where he dropped 60 points. Um, he ended the press conference after the Celtics game saying that the Wizards can't guard a parts car. Uh, Gunner, what you got to say about that? Yeah, that's not a good sign for Wizards fans. Um, I think that he's getting very disgruntled right now. Um, he might not like playing next to Russell Westbrook at all because um, Russell Westbrook takes away. Even though he's been scoring points, I think he might not like what Russell Westbrook. He might want to be main option or maybe even just go to a different team with um, better players around them. Um, so, yeah, so for Wizards fans, that's not a great sign at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think Bradley Beal has said that he wants to stay in Washington, but I think uh, lose, continuing to just lose uh, is definitely, yeah. definitely making him a little upset. And some of those um, rumors this offseason could come back. Uh, I think it's – I think Russell Westbrook going into the season, I thought he could kind of bring the Wizards a little bit of energy and something that they haven't had in the past few years. But yeah. uh, they've definitely stumbled pretty hard out the gate. Um, and it kind of proves – continues to prove that Russell Westbrook uh, and another star don't really work well together like yeah. the Sun, oh. OKC, and Houston. So 
next headline, uh, Kyrie sat during the 76ers game um, last Thursday. Uh, I think he said he just didn't want to play or didn't feel like it. Um, personally, for me, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, he's a star. He doesn't really want to play. I can get it. He's definitely injury prone, and I feel like I'm, so I don't really mind him not playing that game. And look at all those COVID cases at the Sixers. Maybe he just made the right decision there. Um, I think it was like, I mean, you can't be doing that if you're like a, like a Robert Williams or something like that. You definitely can't be doing that. But I think if you're a player of uh, Kyrie's level, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the opposite stance of you. I'm going to say that this is a, is a big deal because I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about Kyrie. He does think he's smarter than everyone else. Um, and he's just kind of, he's got a big ego. Um, and he's, you saw with the Celtics and even with the, the Cavs that he just has, his ego gets in the way sometimes. And, um, if he doesn't feel like playing against a good team like the 76ers, it'd be one thing if he was playing like the Cavs or the Pistons, like, he, he could sit out that game. It's like load management, just like Kawhi does, or if it was like a back-to-back. But he, he, he sat out versus a good team. I, Frank, like the, the Sixers lost anyways, but um, he, he, if he, want, he should want to um, – we should want the best for his team. And I, without KD, I think he would want to play and give his team the best chance to win, even though they won anyways. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a good sign for – for Nets fans or anything or any fans, really, I think he, he might just be like an Antonio Brown of the uh, of the NF, uh, NBA. I mean, um, just have a, a huge ego and just that gets in the way. And he's always a cancer, and um, he's just kind of crazy. So, um, moving on. Uh, last night, Lamelo Ball becomes the youngest player ever to record a triple double. Uh, the night after. He uh, made kind of a stupid play at the end of a decently close game with the Pelicans where there was like one second left and he got the ball and he tried to pass it to get his 10th assist. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, other than that, though, I think Mellow Ball uh, the past few games has definitely shown that he belongs to the NBA and would definitely be one of the great players going forward. Um, and then just recording that triple-double, youngest player ever, that's just – yeah, it's super impressive. Yeah. He, he, took, he actually took Markel Fultz's record somehow, like Markel Fultz with the Sixers. Somehow he was the youngest guy to record a triple-double, even with how bad he was. He got, like, 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Like, he barely got it, but – Yeah, it's um, one of those one of those Draymond Green triple-doubles. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah, the one without – with, like, eight points, and he still gets, like, yeah. he gets the steals and the, the assists and the rebounds. But but he, he actually got the points. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, he took Markel Fultz's record. Um, it's a good sign. I mean, Markel Fultz had – I mean, not Markel Fultz. Uh, LaMelo Ball had some really, really bad games um, to start the season. He got, like – I think he got zero points or, like, very – like, one or two points. Yeah, no, his first game he had zero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, that, that was not a great showing, especially with how he looked in the preseason. But um, Yeah, but he's he's been scoring the ball better. And yeah. I think just growing pains of being a rookie point guard. But I think yeah. I think that's definitely a good sign, that triple-double. And – yeah, definitely tread, tread it in the right direction. Yeah, hope, hopefully he doesn't turn out like his brother. Just be yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so now we'll switch gears into our next uh, segment. Uh, good team, a good story. So we're gonna address some of the teams that came out to a hot and unexpected start uh, this season. 
And so we'll just voice our opinions, whether we think uh, it's legit, like a good team or just a good story. Um, so first team up is a magic. Um, I think that Markel Fultz injury definitely kind of bumps them down to good story. I think they could have been scratching at the playoffs there, but I think if you're looking at only uh, Terrence Ross and Vucevic to get your points, yeah. to you. No, thank you. A lot of success. Yeah, yeah, they're not uh, – I, I, they might make the eight or seven seed just because the lease is so bad, but um, – but I think they're just there's a good story at this point in the season. Um, w- yeah, with Vucevic being your best player, I mean, there's I like mean, you're not a good team. Like you should be your third or fourth best player. Moving on, uh, next team we got the Knicks at five and five. Uh, they came out to a hot start and they were, I think, five and two or four and two at one point. Um, Julius Randle's been playing really good, and they seem to have a total steal and Emmanuel quickly. At, uh, guard but I think I don't know if it's going to last they just had like two straight losses and I think maybe they could fight to get maybe that 10 spot and maybe end the plan but I think if Julius Randle's leading your team there's only so far you can go even in the east yeah <laughs> yeah it's a similar story with the uh as the magic uh with the Knicks they 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 got some young pieces they got uh the Kevin Knox and the um the guy from Dayton, I forget his name. Uh, Toppin, yeah. Yeah, Toppin. Yeah, they got him. They, they just got to get these guys going. They got to give them – they got to get playing time. I mean, they're, they're going to get playing time. They just got to – they got to figure stuff out. Um, they, they just got to get those guys um, – they, they got to find a steal, basically, quickly. He might, he might be that guy, but they got to find a, a superstar. And uh, guys really haven't been wanting to go to the Knicks just because of their ownership and stuff. But um, – Hopefully they can they can figure that stuff out. Um, moving on, we got the Cavs in five and five. For me, this one's pretty close, but I'm gonna go good story. Um, out the gate, uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton have been looking great. Colin Sexton might have a case for most improved or uh, in that duo, uh, whatever they want to call themselves, like Sexland or something. But um, <laughs> I mean, I think they're a good story. Another like borderline playoff team maybe when Kevin Love comes back but uh, I think they're a good story but they're definitely treading in the right direction as a team yeah um I when I drafted Garland I, I wasn't a big fan of that fit with Sexton especially since they're both smaller guys um yeah you got two one of them really small I guards, yeah. what's that you just got two really small guards there and yeah. then you got teams with like six ten six seven point guards now so yeah, yeah, they're both like six one, and I think Sexton's the one playing shooting guard right now. But um, they, they, yeah, I didn't like that fit. But they, they've been they've been proving me wrong a little bit. Um, they've been they've been playing well together. Uh, they they got Drummond last year. Drummond, he's always going to be a beast on the boards. He's going to lead the league in boards, uh, rebounds per game. But he's not um, great defense, really, or offense, of course. But um, but then they got some guys. They got Love. Um, he's always injured, but uh, when he's in there, he's, he looks he's fine. He's a good shooter and stuff. But and they got some other pieces um, like Larry Nance and those guys. But um, I don't know. I think they're just yeah. I, I agree. Um, I think they're just a good. They're just a good story. They're not going to do any damage. They might they might sneak into the playoffs. But uh, beyond that, I don't think they're very good. Yeah, uh, moving on at four and five right now are the Atlanta Hawks. I would consider this a good team. I think they've got a lot of good pieces and Bogdanovich and then 
obviously you have your John Collins, Clint Capella, Trey Young, and then players like DeAndre Hunter and uh, Kevin Herter stepping up from time to time. Uh, I think if you have players like Cam Reddish, if he develops into what he can be, and then uh, returning uh, Rajon Rondo some point soon, I can see this team uh, really, really taking off in the next couple of years. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they got erotic. They got a lot of good young talent. Um, yeah, like uh, Cam Reddish and uh, Hunter, DeAndre Hunter, they got uh, those two guys. I mean, Reddish hasn't been great. The Hunter hasn't been great, but they, they got to try and find some, uh, unlock some potential there. But aside from that, Trey Young, he's been great. Um, he's kind of proven that he's not just an empty stats guy um, on a bad team. Um, and they got they they got the Capella, they got Clint Capella, um, who didn't play for them last year, but he's he's been good. Um, and then they, of course they got they got some other pieces too. Um, aside from him, like uh, Herder, like good shooter and Herder. Um, but yeah, I think they're uh, they're a good team. I think they they'll probably be up like fifth or fifth or sixth seed. They could win a round or two, or, or probably just one round. But um, I think they're a good team. All right, and then that brings us to our final team, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, off season, they acquired Gordon Hayward uh, and drafted Lamelo Ball. Um, they've had great play out of Terry Rozier this year so far. Uh, Devonte Graham hasn't had the same role that he took last year, but I think I think this is a good team. Um, they've got a lot of solid guards, and I think. I think with uh, the leadership of like Gordon Hayward on that team and as Lamella Ball continues to develop, I can see this team uh, definitely getting a playoff spot. Yeah, uh, they'll probably be that they'll probably make the playoffs this year. Um, uh, Hayward, I mean, they gave him, uh, I mean, he's, he's worth, a, he, they gave him a little bit too much money. Uh, he's not uh, a max player, but um he with like the, like he did with the jazz uh he he's able to to get like average over 20 points a game and kind of carry a team and he he goes well at Lamelo. um so yeah i think they're they're a good team they uh they'll probably make the playoffs i don't know if they'll win a round but um they're a good team i think no teams will, will like wants to play the charlotte hornets like they're not like the pistons or any team like that where you're just like oh okay let's go we get to play the pistons we're gonna have an easy win yeah um, yeah yeah, but they they put up a challenge against every team they play. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a small market. It's hard to get any really yeah, big agents. So I guess Hayward is a way. In a way, it's kind of a a win for them. But yeah, I think I think they're just gonna have to keep developing those young guys that they got. And yeah, I can I can see them definitely sneaking into the playoffs. Yeah. All right, and then this is gonna lead us into our final segment of the day. Um, this is going to be our little fantasy draft. So it'll be a snake draft of uh, games in school that you'd play on your laptop. Uh, we're talking like Snake, Agario, 2048, games like that. Uh, so let's snake it. Um, we'll each get five picks. Uh, Gunner, you want to start or you want second and third? Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I, I want the first overall pick. Um, All right. So, yeah, with the first overall pick, um, I'm going to select none other but Google Snake. Um, it's a great game to play. Uh, it's, it's, it's really uh, – it, 
<laughs> it's really uh, like a fun game to play. I mean, you can be listening to the lesson and uh, playing Snake at the same time. Uh, it's a great multitasking game, um, and it's fun. I, I've gone up to the, the hundreds in, in Snake before in the games, only to have it be ruined by uh, um, the teacher coming up behind my laptop. Um, and I, I, I have to close a tab. But, um, yeah, it's a great game, great multitasking game if you still want to um taking some of the information that your teacher's telling you um so yeah that's my first overall pick yeah 100 percent. great go-to game five minutes left in class don't have <laughs> enough time to maybe get into a game like uh an agario or something like that but snake is definitely a go-to quick game 100 percent. great pick um my second so i got the second pick my first pick i'd like to claim the papa's uh Pizzeria, pizzeria, that whole franchise. Um, <laughs> amazing game. I feel like you can just spend a whole day on there, just grinding it out. Um, can get frustrating at times, but I think that is a great way to burn time in class. And, uh, you know, you get to customize your shop, customize your player. It's a great overall game. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've spent hours playing those games. Um, it's really fun. You can save your progress. Um, it's awesome because you can just keep coming back to it. If, if the teacher catches you or something, you have to close a tab. That no, no big deal. You'll just get reset to the day you were just on. Um, and, and you get to, to keep going from there. So it's great. Uh, it's a great game. You can just, you can get, um, you can upgrade your shop and stuff and, and then uh, if the te- yeah, like I said, if the teacher comes, no big deal. Um, you'll, your progress will be saved. So, yeah. All right. And then for, I'm snaking, so I'll take my uh, second pick right now. Uh, pretty easy pick for me. I'm going to go with Agario, all-time classic. Um, you know, just play it over and over. It never gets old. Ian. You know, team up with your buddies. There's tons of different game modes. Uh, not a lot to be said there, honestly. Uh, that's my second pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's a it's a great game. Um, yeah, I've I've gotten really high up. I've gotten to number one leaderboard countless times. Um, yeah, it's it's really addicting game. Hundred percent. Yeah, and so so for my second pick, the the fourth overall pick, I'm gonna have to pick Survivio. Um, the only reason why I think this has dropped so much uh, for me at least is because um, it's, it's really risky because you have to spam your trackpad, especially when you're playing on a laptop without a mouse or even with your mouse, you're going to have to spam it to get those shots off and, and, and kill the other, the other players. It's like Fortnite, but 2d or, or like, um, like Warzone. It's, but it's, it's 2d. Um, it's a 2d version of that. It's fun, but um when it, when it comes to spamming your mouse, you might you might attract a teacher's attention, uh, which is not good, obviously. And of course, if, if your teacher comes behind your computer and comes to look, you have to exit out quick. And and if you're close to getting that uh, that chicken dinner on on Survivio, that that really hurts. I mean, it hurts when the class is winding down and you're you're top five and and you have to the bell rings and you got to move to the next class and, and you got to exit out. You just got to peel the bandaid off and just to leave the game when you're about to get that uh, chicken dinner. So, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all, all the time. It's a tough pill to swallow. It's a high risk, high reward game. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it makes, makes a lot of sound clicking, uh, you know, draws a lot of attention. 
Um, it's it's good for like something like an art class or something that like doesn't really matter. But yeah, you know, when you're bored, you're just trying to sneak in a game. It's it's pretty tough. And yeah, just high risk, high reward though. Uh, yep. Great pick right there. Thank you. So now you're sneaking, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I gotta I gotta make my next pick uh, here. So with the uh, the next pick, I'm gonna pick 2048, uh, which is another game similar to snake i guess it's uh one of those games where you can kind of just you, if you have it downloaded as an app you can just have it up on your your screen and quickly uh click off into the background onto what you should be on which is like a google doc or something or google classroom you can quickly click off your your progress will still be saved it'll be hidden behind the window um i've gone 2048 countless times um it's really fun. I mean, it's it's a good brain game. It uh, makes you think. Uh, gets the brain working, even when your uh, your brain should be working on your your Spanish homework. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a awesome game. Um, great game for for just killing time and be able to multitask and and, st and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to be making for my third uh, third selection. Yeah, no, great pick. Reaching that 2048 milestone is. So not, it's an undescribable feeling, honestly. Uh, great practical game as well. Yep. All right. So you just took some pretty good, pretty good options right there. Um, I feel like you're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna take this pick. Um, not everyone's third pick, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna go duck life with my third pick. Um, freshman year, put a lot of time. I beat every single duck life. I've had multiple ducks. It's nice. You can have multiple ducks. You train them. It's great for killing time. It's mindless. Um, however, it is very high risk. There's a lot of clicking. There's a lot of spam in the space bar. Um, and it has resulted in few detentions for me. Um, in the first week, freshman year, I got my computer taken away. But it's worth it. It is. Every single one of those ducks you form a real connection with. Uh, you get to name them, dress them up. Uh, just overall, great, great game. Yeah. Uh, a, little, a little off the board uh, to me because I, I haven't really been playing that uh, that game much. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't been able to, to play that game at school yet. So uh, I respect your opinion on it, though, um, even though I haven't been able to play it. But for me, it, it's a little off the board. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, I definitely think I caught a few people off guard there, but regardless, take my word. Definitely try it out. Yeah. Um, so my fourth pick, I am now going to take Pool Math Chess. Uh, this is a great game, great mind game. Um, multiplayer as well. You just send your friend the code opposite side of the room. Um, it gets competitive. It's a great way to pass time in class. And... While you're passing time, you're getting smarter, you know? You're working your brain a little. Um, it's a win-win kind of game. It's easy to hide. It saves your progress. Um, and that's definitely worthy of my number four pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. Uh, for, for my number, uh, was it? My number five four, four. pick? Or, yeah, it's four, four. Um, yeah. yeah, so for my number four pick, I'm going to have to go with um, – slither.io um it's a great similar to agario um except with snakes um it's really fun i mean uh it can get frustrating at times when you when you just find a, a big snake and you run into it by mistake and then you lose everything 
Um, or when uh, you got tryhards in the game when they have a really big snake and they just surround you and there's no way to escape and you know what you're going to die, but you just are slowly consumed by the, uh, the bigger snake. Um, it's really unfortunate sometimes, um, but it is very it's, – it's not very risky. You don't make a lot of noise doing it. You just um, use the, your mouse to control your snake. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot sim similar to Gario, but um, – but yeah, it's another game where you can you just you can dump hours into it uh, over the course of the school year. Um, so yeah, that's going to be my number four pick. Um, uh, definitely respect that pick. Uh, from my outside view, personally, um, I've haven't had the best time with Slitherio. Um, and oftentimes, as Gunnar said, I'm faced with that slow and painful death uh, due to the rap technique. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's. I've definitely shed a few tears, um, gotten quite upset over Slither, so I, I just personally couldn't put that on my list. Oh, yeah. I, I respect your opinion. Yeah, but I, I respect the pick. I respect the pick. I know it's a very popular game. Just Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't fit right with me. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. We can agree or disagree there. Um, and then uh, my number five pick is going to be none other than, than Run, the series, collectively. Um run one two and three um i had most fun with three personally um could be different for other people but it's it's another um it kind of fell for me because you got to spam the space bar again um and it can sometimes get frustrating especially when you get to the higher levels um it gets really frustrating when you when you just you keep on barely missing it um uh, getting the next level um but yeah, it's a it's a good like when you're if you're in study hall or something, um, it's it's not a bad game to play just to pass the time, especially if you you don't feel like uh, like doing any of your schoolwork during study hall. Um, it's, it's a good game. Yeah, no, can't disagree with with that. It's a great franchise. Uh, run three for me also takes the cake. Um, that's the best run. Uh, for my fifth pick. I was going to go with uh, Club Penguin. I thought it was a little controversial because it is, um, it was like taken down, it's yep. no longer exists, but there are uh, hacked versions and like fake versions uh, that I've enjoyed. Uh, I'm deciding against putting it on the list just due to, like, uh, it's a little controversial. Um, that being said, with my fifth pick, I'm, I'm going to be taking Balloons TD5. Um, this is a game that you can grind out. Um, I was actually grinding this game out during uh, the days leading up to Christmas break. Uh, both me and friend of the podcast, Sam Delman, um, were grinding this out in Dr. Spadaro's class. Um, yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, you level up all the monkeys, uh, just reach high levels. It's a very satisfying game, popping all the balloons, and overall, just a game you can spend a lot of time on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually haven't been able to play. Um, I haven't been able to play that game yet. Um, I, I'm, we'll probably try it out in the coming days. Now that you mention it, um, sounds like a really fun game. Um, that might be a good uh, go-to game for for during uh for during the class and stuff. I mean. That sounds like an awesome game, so I'm definitely going to be giving that a look. Yeah, and then um, I just want to mention some honorable mentions. Uh, we had Block Sores on there. Yeah. Um, just all I.O. games. Uh, those are some of the best games ever. Yep. Uh, Big Head Sports. 
particularly yeah. the basketball one. That is a great game to grind. It is a little high risk, though. Yeah. Um, um, I just want to thank you for watching. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that last segment there. Uh, let me know if you want us to do more of them. Uh, we'll put them at the end of every podcast if you if you want that. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of fun. This podcast was a lot of fun to make. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you guys for watching. And uh, be sure to, to like and subscribe and, and follow us on our social medias. Um, and, yeah, thank you. Yeah, 100%. Give us some feedback on that last little segment uh, and give us any categories if you want. Oh, um, yeah, true. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you, see you next episode. See you.